Hello, everyone, and welcome to Independent Clause, your anthropomorphic writing and literature podcast. Episode 10. Why am I sitting behind this table? Hi, and welcome back. I want to say that this will definitely be a shorter podcast than usual, simply because I'm in the final stages of convention prep for Furthermore, which is, as of this recording, two days away. Uh, for those who don't know, I've been programming director there since year one, so this is kind of hair on fire time for me. Uh, this year it is uh, April 28th through uh, 30th at the Sheraton Tysons in uh, Tysons Corner, Virginia. So it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm hoping we'll break a thousand attendees this year. Today, I just want to talk a little bit about giving panels at cons. Now, I'll certainly go more in-depth on this in a future episode, but for now, I think it's a good idea to give all the writers out there who may not be as experienced at sitting on panels a few tips and tricks that I've learned and a few things to watch out for. This won't be comprehensive, but it's more of a personal perspective. First, how did you end up on the panel? Were you sought out because of a particular area of expertise? Um, are you a horror writer? Are you a science fiction writer? Have you just released something that got some good buzz? Um, is the new volume of Heat out? I ask this question because knowing why you're there can help inform the type of presentation that you give. It's going to play into the examples you use. It's going to play into your rapport with the audience. Asking that question is definitely not a time to start telling yourself that, oh, you don't belong there. Trust that you wouldn't be there if you didn't have something to offer and play to your strengths. A typical panel is probably not going to be just one person, especially if you're inexperienced at presenting. In an ideal world, people of various skill levels and experiences and backgrounds are put on panels together in order to provide the audience with a pretty wide array of information. So, with that in mind, panel etiquette is something that I take very seriously, or I try to. I'm a very excitable person. I have a bad habit of having a really neat idea cross my mind and blurting it out in the middle of whatever conversation. That's ordinarily just irritating, but it gets downright awkward when you start doing it to fellow panelists. It's something you get better at not doing with practice, so don't worry too much. Just try to pay attention and really listen to what your fellow panelists are saying. If you need to break in to clarify something, then try to do that as cleanly and as respectfully as possible. Furry cons are kind of a special breed when it comes to panels, because we typically do not assign a panel moderator. So there's not generally anyone there to rein us back in if we start going off on tangents, or if... Um, the questions from the audience start wandering off topic too far. One reason I write out chunks of this show is because I'm very prone to wandering off topic when an interesting thought strikes me. Without a moderator, a multi-person panel can get off track fairly easily, and that's to say nothing of a, a, a single person, especially if you're nervous. I recommend an outline of topics that you'd like to discuss, either in a notebook or on a tablet, or something relatively accessible. If you start to wander off topic, you can always lead the discussion back to relevancy if you have something to refer to. In doing that, though, try not to go too far in the other direction. Don't turn into the panel police. 
a little off-topic discussion is fine as long as it does lead back to a point that relates to the topic at hand. I mentioned listening to your fellow panelists. Now, this is worth doing because you might learn something, but also because it will give you a springboard to launch new ideas that may pop into your head. Things you've never considered before may present themselves. Listening is as important a skill as being able to relay information when it comes to panels. Also, if you find yourself talking at length, do your fellow panelists a favor and throw them a question about the topic so they have a chance to talk. Some of the worst panels I've ever been on were ones where the panel was dominated by a single person who talked so quickly and moved from topic to topic, sort of like in that one episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, and then the, the panelists never relented. I couldn't even get a word in edgewise to expand on the topic. It was the most frustrating panel of my life. He just kept talking in one long, incredibly unbroken sentence, moving from topic to topic so that no one had the chance to interrupt. It was really quite hypnotic. That's the Star Trek quote. I love it. So, what about solo panels? They're relatively uncommon among writing tracks in my experience, but sometimes they happen. If a person wants to talk about a specific topic and no co-panelists are available, or uh, if it's someone who uh, has a lot more publication credits, maybe they just want to talk about a very specific topic. For solo panels, I very much recommend sticking to that loose outline at minimum, especially if you're like me and you're prone to wandering. Something you have to decide on is the format of your panel. Is it going to be mostly a lecture, or will it be equal parts lecture and Q&A? It's generally bad form to not allow some participant questions, because you'll get hands up during your presentation, so what should you do? What I tend to like to do is to cover a chunk of material and then ask if there are questions on it, sort of a classroom style. It helps break up the monotony of me talking, or of me and my co-panelists talking, and engages the listeners. It's the same reason some podcasts, like this one, hint, hint, ask their audiences to write in. It gives the host something to respond to that's not just their own thoughts that rattle around inside their skull. A word of warning about audiences and audience participation. There's always one of these guys, and it is usually a guy. They're the ones who sit somewhere between halfway back and the front row, and they toss out comments with increasing frequency as if they're on the panel. A lot of that comes back to the same problem I have. A great idea or a question pops into my head, and I get really super excited, and I blurt it out. But sometimes it's a need for attention on the audience member's part, or it's something else. So how should you deal with that? Well, much like the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, I'm really showing my age here because I'm talking about the original series, my philosophy is that you shouldn't escalate until they force you to. Uh, th th this has to do with questions and not um, uh, other incidents, which we'll talk about a bit later. I won't get off on that too much. If they're being good-natured, make it a point of calling on other people if others have questions. If you see, like, three hands up, then no matter how excited that one guy gets, if he's asked five questions, you should really ask other people to contribute. And if they're not, if they seem too timid, 
Just ask the talker to, you know, just hold on. Let's see if anybody else has any questions. We'll get back to you. If I'm being perfectly honest, one of my fears is being that guy. Unintentionally, I, I don't set out to be that obnoxious. I don't really attend many writing panels anymore, just because not only am I prone to sudden blurting of opinions, but I'm also on friendly terms with a good many writers in the fandom, and it creates a more relaxed feeling in me, and that's likely to cause me to let my guard down, and then blah 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 blah, maltheria. I try to balance that out and be there to su- support my friends who are giving panels. Which leads me to another topic. If you're nervous, you can always have an audience plant. Someone you trust who will ask you good questions that you, you know knows what they're talking about. And probably questions that you know the answers to. Sometimes audiences just aren't responsive to calls for questions. And if you're planning on using audience questions to bounce the discussion in a particular direction, <laughs> that could be the kiss of death. So having a friend in the audience with questions can be immensely helpful to keep panel energy up. It's the unknowns you have to watch out for. The folks who think they're on the panel with you, don't let them hijack it. It's the panelist's show. It's your show, not the audience members. When you're giving a panel with others, you're a team. So be on the lookout for anything that might make the other panelists uncomfortable or afraid, and don't let it slide. I'm not saying you have to engage directly. Uh, Certainly not everyone is capable of that. But if something seems wrong, it can be in your best interest to get a member of con staff, preferably security if it comes to it, or at least someone with authority, not like a volunteer gopher. Get them into the room. Take care of each other. Some things I would suggest that you not do, or keep to a minimum. Number one, making fun of pieces of media. Yes, yes, Fifty Shades is very problematic and it's poorly written, and Twilight is abysmal, and Dan Brown's writing looks like I wrote it. You can crack a joke here and there, but you really should be good-natured about it if you do. Remember, those things all have massive fan bases. They touched people in a particular way, good or not, and mocking it in a mean-spirited fashion that isn't constructive and doesn't make a point isn't going to endear you to your audience. It'll also take focus away from any points you are trying to make. Instead, try offering up positive examples of what you're talking about, or offer up a positive and negative in a direct comparison. Don't just rag on things. You're not Mike Nelson or Joel Hodgson from Mystery Science Theater 3000, and people didn't come to your panel on plot and structure to hear about how laughably awful Breaking Dawn is. Number two... Don't take it personally if someone leaves during your panel. It's a con. People come and go. They're probably not trying to personally insult you. Maybe they're spending ten minutes in your panel while something they really actually wanted to go to is getting ready to start. It's common. It happens all the time. And the fact that they came at all is pretty amazing. Do not mumble. So many of us writers are relatively introverted. I mean, writing is a solitary activity. You can write in a group, but you're really just sitting in a group while you write, and maybe you're tossing questions out or or breaking from the writing. But it can be difficult to speak loudly enough to be heard if we're not thinking about it. Speak from the diaphragm and project 
don't shout and don't try and be louder by clenching your throat. That's that's an instinct that a lot of people have, and it just causes throat problems. You're you're going to stress out your voice. Don't do that. Speak from deep in and remember to breathe. Take your time. You have all the time in the world. Breathe. If you have a microphone, that's great. You have to work a little less hard. You should still be careful about enunciating clearly. And number four, don't make it about you. Things go wrong at cons. Uh, Your boyfriend got into a fight with you over the luggage when you were checking in and you're angry at him. Things go wrong. The projector you asked for won't show up. Its bulb will have burned out, or it'll burn out right in the middle, or the con doesn't have the cable you need. The audience didn't come to hear about that, so don't belabor the negatives. If you feel you must, you can apologize that you can't show your presentation slides or whatever, but do your best. People like perseverance. People want you to succeed. They're not waiting for your downfall. And finally... If you're going to give a panel, do a little research beforehand. You don't have to do 80 hours of research for a talk, but brush up on terminology, brush up on examples. That way you have things to reference. When you're doing a writing panel, unfortunately, we're in a situation where most of the time the vast majority of references that an audience will get will be movie references and sometimes video game references. They're much less likely to get references to books, even contemporary hits, unless it's something that is completely intersectional, like Harry Potter was wildly popular in all demographics. You can probably make a Harry Potter reference, and most of your audience will get it. But I don't think you're going to be able to make a Dune reference and have your audience get it. You might be able to make a reference to Dune, because a lot of people have seen the David Lynch film, or the Sci-Fi Channel miniseries, or maybe Children of Dune. After that, if you start referencing God Emperor of Dune, or heaven forbid, those horrible Brian Herbert, Kevin J. Anderson schlockfests like House Harkonnen, you're not going to have an audience reaction. They're not going to get what you're talking about. Ash, um, the editor of Fang, will often reference uh, Bleak House, which is a dreadfully long and boring Dickens novel. And he referenced it with this very specific thing in mind. But if he tried to make other examples out of it, no one's going to get that. People barely get references to Poe. They get a little bit of H.P. Lovecraft. They might get a Stephen King reference, but only if it's one of the novels that got made into a movie or a miniseries. You can reference The Shining if you start talking about The Shining, and then you start talking about the Roke mallet, and you start talking about the exploding furnace. You're not going to get most people to know what you're talking about because most people are familiar with the Stanley Kubrick film and the Roke mallet became an axe in the Kubrick film and there was no exploding furnace. It was a good film. It was a lousy adaptation. You're not going to get the references. So be aware of what your audience is likely to react to and don't rely on inside knowledge of those of those various pop culture references 
in order to make your points, unless it's something incredibly, incredibly broad. And finally, have fun with it. You know, if you're not having fun, you probably shouldn't be doing the panel. I mean, you really ought you really ought to love what you're doing in order to volunteer your time to do this. I would say talk about the things that excite you the most. And if that means making these pop culture references, so be it. You know, tie them in. Practice how you tie them in so that even people who haven't seen or read the thing can get something out of it. And I think you'll be fine. That's about all the time I have for this little mini-episode here. I just wanted to offer up a few tips and a little something before my next con. And hopefully it's of help to you in the future. As always, if you have questions or suggested topics, you can email them to podcast at chriswilliamsauthor.com. Uh, the podcast can be found on Twitter at Claus Podcast. The opening and closing music is by Lee Rosevere and can be found at the Free Music Archive. And you can find uh, those links in the show notes. So for now, go forth. Enjoy your next con whenever and wherever that may be. And remember, don't let anything, including stage fright about your panels, stop you from writing.